Are you 6'5", 225, and male? Or maybe 5'4", 110, and female? Are you a swimmer, runner, gymnast, or hockey player? Have you had three knee surgeries like me or a shoulder that tends to get sore? We all have different bodies, and it makes sense that we require specific training and adjustment for best results. Are you self-motivated, ready for consistency, and want to follow a training plan customized for your needs? Maybe you are ready to be coached. Being trained typically means you rely on someone to take you through each workout. Being coached means you are ready to do it on your own, but want the guidance from an expert to efficiently get to your best results while staying accountable. If you're ready to be coached, then contact us for an assessment in person or online, and we will make a customized training program for you to get to your goals. Welcome to the Empowered Athlete Podcast, created to support athletes in their pursuit of excellence and inspire others toward their best lives. Hosted by Kari Schneider, coach to top performers in sport and life, and Paul Durden, former national and professional volleyball player. We're back. It's the Empowered Athlete Podcast. I'm Paul joined by Kari and we are looking back on a year that has flown by primarily focusing on the 1230 challenge that some of you have taken part in either fully or partially and we also want to give you a recap of our incredible week down in Florida at Date with Destiny. Kari how are you feeling after Date with Destiny? I'm feeling uh, lighter, uh, clearer, more energized, excited, um, connected. I don't know what else I can say. I'm floating on air. <laughs> yeah, you're floating no. on air because you've been running around trying to get all the Christmas tasks done. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. It's that time of year and we hope all of you listening are having a wonderful holiday season and are ready for Christmas or whatever you celebrate at this time of year. And we are so excited to, yeah, it's just an incredible time really an end of a decade, the end of the year. We just did Date with Destiny. We're planning things for the future. It's just a time of kind of transition and it sounds almost cheesy at the end of a year, but you know, there's turning over a new page, but really looking at going in a new big direction. So this is just an awesome time. I'm fired up. It really, um, it really does feel incredibly transitional. Um, we've had I think if, if people have been listening this long to this, this podcast, if they listen into us summing up the end of last year, it was a really emotional time. We'd gone through some really tough times, some really amazing times. But if we look back on the whole decade, it's been a really incredible time. And we'll sum up that decade a little more next week. But right now we want to look yeah. back at this year and this 1230 challenge. Holy cow. I like, I don't know if we bit off more than we could chew or I, I don't know what you're, you were really excited when I, when I came up with this idea, but, and I was kind of surprised that you were all in, you're like, yeah, let's do this. This will be awesome. But now that we've been through the full year of a 30 day challenge every single month, yeah. um, <laughs> it's, it's a completely like, I could never have predicted what it would be like. And I, I, I don't know, maybe naively 
just thought, oh, this will be awesome. And it was awesome in a lot of ways, but man, there were a lot of things we learned. And we started last year, so just over a year ago, um, with the No Meat January. That was the first one. And No Meat January, um, I think, was almost this, we thought it would be a tough lead-in, but I think it was almost one of the easier challenges, surprisingly. Yeah, I'd agree, I'd agree. We didn't think it would be an easy challenge. We thought it would be really tough because we are meat eaters. And, um, you know, and there, there's all kinds of, this can be a really polarizing topic. But, you know, I've, and I've debated back and forth with myself whether I would want to go vegetarian or vegan from an animal treatment standpoint and an environmental standpoint. But from a health standpoint, for me in particular, I don't know that I can go completely meat-free um, due to some iron absorb absorbing issues that I have. But man, like it was really amazing. The month felt great. It was it was uh, it was fun finding the new recipes. A little bit daunting trying to find some of the recipes to get the whole family to eat and. Um, not to have to make two meals for for those scenarios, but it uh, I don't know. We when we finished it, it's not like we were craving meat. It's not like we wanted to dive into a big burger. It's not like yeah, that that's that was never the problem. It, or not there was a problem, but I think because prior to that month and in the past, we've made made that conscious effort to reduce our meat consumption considerably. Yeah. It wasn't that hard to go that step further and fully eliminate. And I think the thing that helps us in that challenge, which is a habit for us, which might not be for others listening, is that we have good habits around meal prep and planning out a few days so that we're fairly organized, so that we're not caught yeah. too often last minute, hey, what are we going to make for dinner? And having yeah. that little bit of a plan was critical for that challenge because we were obviously going to be needing to make things that didn't have meat and required a little more thought. But I think yeah. for us, if we didn't have that habit ingrained already, it would be extremely hard because the hardest times are when you're unprepared. And so you're always prepared and you were thinking ahead. I mean, you made the challenge easy for me because I mean, you're generally in charge of dinner. So you've got ideas and recipes that you're pulling and want to try. And um, it, I think the reason it went so well, I think, is that underlying reason of the habit prep. of food planning yeah. and prep that uh, really set if, us up for success. If you had one biggest takeaway from that whole month, what would your biggest takeaway be? Uh, I think that uh, it's surprising how satisfied and good the food I mean, feeling, you know, full every meal, not craving yeah, more being being able to, to to feel totally satisfied from a flavor perspective from a full perspective from an energy perspective without it i think yeah That's especially too much for an answer. A big guy like you for for me it was that i i basically came out of that thinking of myself as more of a flexitarian like i would I'll eat mostly plant-based meals and really pick and choose when I'm going to add meat in or cook meat with that. So I, I came out of that month becoming, 
I think what, what would be considered a flexitarian, somebody who eats mostly plant-based and just chooses meat on, on occasion. Yeah. Okay. So February, do you want to add anything else to that? No, no, get on to frisky February. Oh my gosh. February is frisky February. We were, we were basically basically trying to get it on, on a daily basis that whole month. And we failed. (laughs) But I mean, there was some travel involved too. I went to Dryden that month and, um, but for the yeah, most part, your travel part, schedule we... filled up pretty quickly after that month was. Bu- no, I'm kidding. No, you're no. Funny. Um, no, it was it was actually pretty good. We did pretty well, but I had a huge takeaway on that one. But anyway, what was your biggest takeaway on Frisky February without getting too in detail? Well, it's <laughs> it's really simple. It's that things happened when you and I felt connected, and when we didn't, it didn't. And so yeah. it shows the importance of maintaining the connection with your partner. And it is the foundation for all the other good things to grow from. And so I think that was what was just as black and white, as clear as it could be for me, is that if we're feeling connected, then things were easy. If we weren't feeling connected, then the potential fail was in the cards. And that was, it was yeah. just that simple. Yeah, I think I think my biggest takeaway was that there was a lot more thought going into two main main areas. Number one was that how we were being to each other on a day to day basis was was um, more intentional because it's like okay, if we know that the objective today is to make something happen then it's like there was more effort to be more considerate or more, um, or more affectionate or loving or whatever. But, um, so there was more intention there, kind of like, like someone would be in the beginning of a relationship, not, you know, over a decade in. Um, and then the second one was that, um, it was the, um, premeditation or, the uh, I guess there's three things. The premeditation is that there had to be some sort of planning because because some days based on schedule, it's like okay, we can't make this happen tonight or whatever. So what? How is this going to happen? Is it going to be morning? Is it going to be a lunch? You know, like what what's going to happen? So we're actually planning <laughs> when, which we never would have done. Yeah, you know. So that was another thing, and then. Which, which was fine and worked well, you know, if things were working. Um, but then, um, but then the last one was that, oh yeah, creativity, because it gets pretty bloody boring if you're just doing the same thing. Yeah. Is this too much information? No. (laughs) If, If you're doing the same thing and then so... So it, it caused just, you know, um, the, the, a little more variety that way. So yeah, there was huge, those are, those are my three biggest takeaways. Just the, yeah, the, the, how we were being towards each other, the pre-planning and then the, the different variety kind of thing. Um, March was awesome. Yeah. And now we don't have time to go through every single month, but maybe if you, Listen, okay, I'm gonna. Give, I'm listen, gonna. Yeah. What so, the challenges were, and maybe we can just pull some of the. March was mindful. Biggest March. lessons. 
so March yeah. was mindful March big. It was meditation, yoga, and gratitude on a daily basis. Um, what was your biggest takeaway? Just how good it felt to get in the routine. I, I, my routine was to do it at lunch at work, uh, listen to a guided meditation, have that just disconnect moment. And I really enjoyed it. It was something that I wasn't sure about how it would go at the beginning, but uh, yeah, it just felt good. Like that one. And that's something that I've been integrating on a, that that's come into my life as well. April was no plastic. That one I think was way harder than we thought I, it ever could have possibly like, and it's changed our lives that whole month of no plastic. Like that was so hard. Yeah. I think for me, I think before we started this recording today, I was thinking, okay, what was some of the hardest months? No totally. plastic was, you know, if not top of the list, top of the list, because it is so pervasive. pervasive. It's yeah. everywhere. Yeah. It is shocking yeah. when you are trying to avoid it, how much you see it. And, and we were just so, trying to avoid the single use plastics. We weren't, yeah. we weren't trying to avoid every single plastic out there. We were just trying to avoid the ones that are, you know, you use and throw away and it's the single use thing. So the bags of apple, cause we, we buy, we buy a lot of food. And when we're looking for the organic apples, well, guess what? You can't find the organic apples free on their own. They're all in these bags of plastic. Anyway, that, that was just, yeah. that was mind blowing how, and that already, was an eye opening month to just we already learn thought so much about we the did, problem. Yeah. Yeah. We already thought we did a lot of things to prevent plastic use and we did but then we really had to do so much more just to get it to and we still were collecting by the end of the month we still collected a a, you know a small plastic bag of the ones that we found that weren't weren't avoidable like um and that bag was stuffed yeah like it, it was ridiculous so I mean, we do have a larger family and a lot going on, but at the same time, we, we did a whole bunch of measures and we found um, barriers as well. There were barriers at places where I thought there wouldn't be like bulk barn in terms of um, bringing our own bags or it has to be this or it has to be that. Like there were yeah. so many rules around what we could do. And even at the market, the local bloody market, you know, so many rules around what we could do and what we couldn't do. And I was just like, holy cow, this is not making it easy for the consumer to go plastic-free or single-use plastic. Right. Um, of course, we did a exercise one, moving daily. We did squats and planks. We did, because that's in our wheelhouse, so that's not so hard for us. Yep, we did um, We did like a cleaning month, like where it was about, it was about getting rid of things per every day. It was the day. annual so, purge. Yeah, it was like, yeah, right. I haven't even seen that movie. So 24 hours. No, it was, yeah, the, I really enjoyed that month, that month, uh, to aggressively be going through the house and the office and all the different areas of my life and just having it front of mind to be thinking about what can go here. What don't I yeah. use here? It, it yeah. was, that month felt really good. We overhauled a couple of rooms, in the basement. We, yeah, we got so much out, so much, you know, donated so much just clutter gone that was a, i really enjoyed that month and i almost want to make sure that we have a week of that or a more as a yearly thing that we do that's one that i want to maintain that was a really feel good challenge for sure there was the there was the learning in july we did learning a new language and a new word that was a total fail that month because uh 
there was a couple weeks where I was in an area where I had very little internet and I was struggling to get the tools or do the things I wanted to do. And anyway, and then, uh, there's another fail too. The other fail was, what was it? Oh, it was November. It was the, it was connecting, yeah, the connection. telling yeah. two people every day what they meant and, and how much we cared. And I was like, I thought that one would be, but you know what it was? I know exactly why it failed. And it was, um, it was the lack of planning it out just because as soon as you go through your loved ones and your family and the bus driver and the people you, you connect with every day, then it's like, okay, well, where do I go from there? And the discomfort that's there with complimenting someone that's a stranger or um, acknowledging someone when you're kind of, uh, I don't know, staying in your own, your own lane or your own zone. And so that, that was, I yeah, don't know, that was I just found that one. one tough, but we did, we did no TV. That was easy because it was in the summer and that's, that was strategic to put it in the summer. But what was interesting about that one was Maeve because she just, she crushed a whole bunch of these with us and yep. including, including September, no sweet. So it was back to school. The bus driver always has, has, you know, like a few little candies for them. And, oh yeah. And she was, she, you know, her teachers, her bus driver, her friends knew she was doing no sweets. And that was a big deal. Cause she's, she's like me. She wants that little something after lunch or after dinner or whatever. But, um, yeah, that one was good. 30 minutes outdoors every day. It was October. And that was, that went really well. And thanks. Awesome. Maybe played a big part in that. Cause she helped us track it. She was really keen on, you know, marking down everyone's score, the points that we earned each day on the calendar and seeing how that flowed. So it was, she was a good partner to have in that pushing us. And that in the bigger scheme of things out of the, one of the bigger takeaways for the whole year was that the two things that the, the tracking and the pre-planning were the two things that guaranteed greater yeah. success. Yeah. Like any sort of pre-planning and well, the tracking, the pre-planning and the getting all of us involved because there were times where I was frustrated with you. Cause I'm like, dude, you said you'd do this with me and it's me that's pushing this and I can't push this by myself. Like you got to do some too. And then, you know, if, if we were, if Maeve was doing it, then we didn't want to drop the ball at all. Right. It's like if, if we messed up and she's in it too, then we're her example. So it, there were, you know, there were some failings along the way, but it was, it was unreal. Like, I can't believe it's been a whole year. And, and this month has been no swearing. I have a whole jar full of money. It, it's been much better these last, this last week, but holy cow, there was the yeah, first week. Yeah, slow start. Yeah, <laughs> you just yeah. never mind. You, <laughs> you've dropped a few yourself there, buddy. I don't know where your swear jar is, but I don't want your money in my swear jar. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hey, but, um, but, but overall, it's been an incredible year and we've learned a lot about ourselves because the challenges have really hit us in so many different ways, either how we interact with people, how we interact with ourselves, how we motivate ourselves. And just the one takeaway I just really latched onto that you're just talking about really is involving the family is a great way to get through these because like you said, 
if it's up to you, if it's all up to you, you may just slip on a day and it's okay and talk yourself out of something. But if you know, you're trying to set that example for one of the kids or they're there pushing you or on a day you're struggling, you're helping them, they're helping you, you're helping your spouse, your husband, your wife, your partner. That's so key to making things happen. And that's a lesson that we can use, you know, in every part of our life, not just these 30 day challenges. So I think that's something that really stood out for me too, is like you're saying the recording and the getting the group involved. And that was really kind of just a big driver to push through. Mm-hmm. Anything that shows us visually, like whether it's a jar of marbles to show how many times you walked outside or what we did were little ticks on the calendar for every, every tick was for a 30 minute bout, but you know, we'd get extra points if it was, if it was, um, uh, activity or in nature. So yeah, like it, it reinforces the behavior makes you feel good and gives you that little dopamine hit and, and then you're doing it with family. So it's all amazing. Yeah. It's really, it's really good. Um, is there, is there one that you would repeat? Would you do something again? Yeah, I, well, like I mentioned, I really enjoyed the purge. Mm-hmm. That, that's something that I want to make routine. I like when we do a month of no sugar because it's, it's just something that creeps, that craving to have something sweet becomes habitual so easily. Just a little something after a meal here or there just becomes habit and it's, it feels good to rein that in and own it and have control over it. Be able to make that choice without yeah, any effort at all. It, yeah, exactly. Um, like just say that it's you, not, not yeah, and then I think we the really need to re Yeah. And then finally, I just got to really revisit February and try to listen, you know, to work you. on frisky February and level up there. You know, there's always room wow. for improvement. And wow. So yeah, you can't even keep a straight face. Like I can hear you. Oh, I'm smiling. In. I can hear you trying to hold it in. That's amazing. Wow. How about you? Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't top of my list. Um, but yeah, that's, I'll consider it. Maybe if we, well, good. maybe if we purge a bunch of things and, and, um, you know, do a few other things, then, then I'll feel really amazing. And <laughs> want to dive into some more frisky February. So we're not doing a second year of 30 day challenges. However, I know there's going to be a few 30 day challenges that come up. I'm, I'm totally in for making every September a, a sugar free month or doing what we did a couple of years ago, which is sugar, no sugar, no flour, no caffeine Caffeine. for a month. That was a big deal for both of us doing that. Not for the caffeine for me, but for the flour and sugar and yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a couple things I'll probably redo this year. One, the, the two months that I just felt really didn't, that I didn't do well in, I think I'll redo those at some point. I just don't know when yet, cause we're in the midst of planning our 2020. Right. So those will be, those will be redos. But I guess the biggest takeaway for other people to really encourage other people. And we did this for ourselves, but we shared it to inspire other people to, um, know that they had some support in, in whatever things that we were doing. But I would really encourage people to take a look at where they want to improve and make a fun, family-based, planned and monitored 30-day challenge out of it so that it just becomes a thing that you 
are in charge of instead of something that is feeling out of control in your life. So for sure, yeah, it, it, um, it really made a difference for us. So our next, our next uh, topic for today's podcast is our date with destiny. And I don't know about you, but well, I do know you were looking forward to it, but I was really looking forward to it, but also a little apprehensive because I had heard so many amazing things about it that I almost felt like my expectations were too high and, and that, you know, I, I thought, well, if I think it's going to be this so amazing, then, you know, what if I'm let down because I'm expecting this just incredible experience and, um, I wasn't let down at all. Um, I literally feel like I'm for when it comes to you, I feel like I'm seeing and finding the person that I originally fell in love with. And he's back. So many, that's seriously, we both at different times said that to each other because of things we were recognizing in each other that we haven't seen in a really long time, like a really long time. And that just felt so amazing for our relationship. But there's plenty of people who go to date with destiny who aren't there with their spouse or aren't go, aren't in a relationship. And, but it it is amazing um, for couples to go as well. So um, I don't know where to start on this, but what what do you want to go ahead? Well, just for anyone listening who doesn't know what we're talking about uh, really quick date with destiny is Tony Robbins flagship event. It's, He's been running it for about 40 years. This was the 84th time he's run this six-day program. We were there from basically 11 in the morning until minimum 2 a.m. at night every single day for six days. And you're in a room with 5,000 people and Tony and some of his team presenting. And you are basically getting a mental cleanse. You're just taking a look at everything you're doing, why you're doing it. What's working? What's not? Where do you want to go? Let's get there. And it was just, it's an overused word. Awesome, amazing, incredible, mind-blowing experience. And I felt like a new person coming out of it, just motivated, energized, clear-minded, more like myself, free to be myself, 100% connected with you. And it's really just that process of going through six long, hard days to shake up all these patterns that and ruts that we're in. You've got to do long hours and get out of your comfort zone and move and do weird things and get overtired and yell and scream and cry and just really shake yourself up and learn and be open to looking again at what's working and what didn't. And so it was just an incredible process. You can get a little bit of a taste of it on the Netflix documentary, I'm Not Your Guru. That whole documentary is based on the event. You're seeing behind the scenes and some of the things that Tony and his team are doing to make sure it's an incredible experience for everyone. But uh, yeah, like you said, going into it, I was hoping for a lot, but blew my mind. Just, I've got so much more out of it than I anticipated. It was uh, just, yeah, amazing. Um, when When we... When we leave there, we know that when we left, we know that there's going to be so many people asking, what was it like? You know, all this stuff. And, and we know that our best response is just to 
really because people it's hard for anyone to understand when they haven't been to that kind of event and so we know that our best response is just to say you know how amazing we feel how awesome it was and that's about it and stop there but everybody that we know was like well well what do you mean like do you what do you do like how long is it like you know they start to ask detailed questions so I start to answer them and as soon as as soon as we get into something like how um the day is long or whatever it is and maybe a few other details or oh, the room is chilly or you know and then then people automatically and this is this is true for I'd say 95% of the people who have asked more details automatically start to go well oh I could never do that but some of them who know me well are just like well they know that I want to be in bed somewhere before 11 for sure they know oh, yeah. that, you know, they know that about you or they know that about me and, and that we want to get our workout in every day or do, you know, and so everything is shaken up. Everything that we'd normally do that's healthy is shaken up. Everything we'd normally do in any possible way is shaken up. And so the people who would be asking more detail just kind of would have a response in going automatically, well, I could never do that. But then they'd also be putting themselves in check, realizing if they knew me, realizing that that would be a bunch of the things were a lot of the things I would never do either. Yep. So it's, it, it's, I don't know, it's, it's, it's tough to explain when you're not there, but it's something that from our perspective, we would highly, highly recommend for anybody and everyone. We spent, you know, a long time anticipating it, saving for it getting things organized, it wasn't an easy thing to do. And it's one of those not easy things to do that makes the biggest impact and the biggest difference in in our lives. There were things that were specific for a relationship that have to do with who we're being and, you know, social constraints and pressures and family stressors and all the things that put us in ways that and patterns that don't serve our happiest and most fulfilled lives. And we want that. We want to live a really amazing, happy, fulfilled life. And it's not that there's anything wrong with our life. There's nothing wrong with anything the way that it was. We just knew that we've got more room to grow. And it's the room to grow that we weren't quite sure where or how to do it. And or what's holding you back from doing it. I was it, just or... going to say, and the ruts that we're in, it's like there are a bunch of ruts and a bunch of stressors and a bunch of things that you really want to get out of or a bunch of ways of interacting you really want to get out of. And you just don't know how and you don't know why it's recurring or you don't know what the thing that's in your own way and, or you don't know enough about yourself to really understand why you're doing the things you're doing. And So all of that just feels so much clearer and cleaner and um, easier to recognize and, yes, you know, like to recognize some things that are going on and go, okay, yeah, I get that. Or I I know where that's coming from and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just understanding. And I'm going to choose to do something a little different here now. And uh, being able to go forward in, in a way of understanding, in a way of appreciation or gratitude instead of making old patterns wrong or making your spouse wrong for doing things that they're doing coming from a place of much greater understanding and a much, um, 
um, a greater willingness to do the things it takes to move forward. Yeah, I think that's a great kind of summary of it. And I think I won't speak for you, but if anyone asked me ever, would you recommend going? My response is 100% yes, you should go. I'm sure yours would be the same. Mm-hmm. And what was amazing to me is to be at that event and see how many people were there for their third or fourth time. Mm-hmm. Because it's they that know good. that once you've done it and it's that good, <laughs> that you can, what get, you more. can get done after oh it. That, yes, that it is just throwing more gas on a fire and just getting it stoked. Like the people there who have really dove in and went after it and got so much out of the event just want more because it's a, there's so much to be learned and there's so much to be learned. There's so many distinctions made and so many little things that you pick up for yourself that will change as you change each year. Yeah. And as you move to a new job or a new relationship, we are all continually changing and learning. So yeah. going back for these people to revisit, retune, reset goals, gain new insights, understandings about something that just happened to them, just empowers them to live a happier, fuller life and get after what they want. It's just, My- uh, it was, I think that was something that really stood out to me as well. Just the number of people who had done a different event or that event before meeting them and hearing their, their stories of just, you know, different things that they've taken away at different points. Yeah. Um, I was just smiling cause I was thinking of my dad, because when, when people haven't gone to something like this, they think that you're basically being brainwashed and it's crazy. And, you know, I'm not into that rah, rah stuff or there's all kinds of things that people say or think, but and, it's, it's the exact, it's, it's, I know it's not brainwashed. <laughs> it's the exact opposite. It's I'm yeah. doing all the brainwashing yeah. that we get from media and culture and people around us about or what we parents, can and can't do. Yes. Parents. It's, stuff, like, we're it's parents, undoing we're, all the crap that has been laying on us. We're programming all kinds of crap into our kids by accident. We don't mean to, yep. but you know, we're, you know, they're becoming, they're, they're setting these beliefs that they have that we've influenced and we have no, we don't understand that we are, or we don't realize or we're not intending to, but, uh, but it cracks me up because my dad said something at some point, I think a year ago when we went to the unleash the power within program. And, uh, he says, Oh, well, like, did you like, I was like, what dad drink the Kool-Aid? And he's like, yeah, did you drink the Kool-Aid? And I said, <laughs> yeah, dad. And it was really, really good. <laughs> he's, he's like, really? I'm just like, no, God. I'm just, I'm so, just picturing you with purple stained lips, you know, like kids right. have when they've chugged Kool-Aid, just big smile saying that. That's with a big amazing. wide eyes. And yep. yeah. yeah, yeah, no, it, uh, there's a lot of kind of out there stuff that you, you never might've thought you would do. Um, but it, it's amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Is there any one little like story that you would want to share or some, some little breakthrough that you had that you, I mean, it's so hard to share without context on a oh, lot yeah. of things, but I mean, it, Good when question. It comes to well, you know what? Our you know, actually, so, something that was really amazing for me was one exercise that we did. Um, I can't remember what day it was on. I don't know when it was, but we <laughs> did. 
an exercise where we look back at our earliest childhood memory or uh-huh. whatever we thought was and went through a process where we looked at it from our perspective, the perspective of people around us in it, um, kind of from a perspective of someone not involved in the situation from 30,000 feet looking down on it. And then how that opened up for me a whole bunch of other memories uh-huh. that I just could not access until that point. Uh-huh. And it was, that was overwhelming that this that... pivotal moment as a kid that really caused me to act in a certain way for the rest of my life moving forward, seeing it from myself, seeing it from my dad who was there, seeing it from someone who's just watching like it's a movie. And then this flood of memories that opened up after that, that were just, I don't know where they were. Obviously they're in my head, but they were gone and they came back and it was just, yeah, just that was, that's something that really shook. It was incredible. So emotional. Just remember all these amazing feelings that I wasn't allowing myself to feel because of the event that followed. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and that's the lightness you, you mentioned one of the first things you said, when you talked about the week, you said, I feel lighter. And, uh-huh. and that's exactly what it is. It's the unloading of this baggage or this crap or something that you've attached to something in your life that is just not serving you now. Yeah. And getting that crap out. I'm not going to say the S word because of the month we're in, it's going to cost me a <laughs> buck, but it's getting that stuff out. And then you just feel lighter. You can breathe a little deeper and you, it's just a we're i'll i'll give a little more context to that that story there though but that was on the last day that you that that happened for you and and wasn't the second last day um i don't know oh maybe it was maybe it was the second last day because yeah yeah it was i think it was the second last day and so but one way or another it what was interesting about it was that for years you've we've talked about this because there are certain things about you that are very um consistent and you're you have certain ways of being and some of them are very very fixed and so you know your ex-wife me you we've all kind of looked into various things about your childhood just to see maybe where that came from and you were adopted and you know there's a few things like that but what was always remarkable to especially me and and uh the boys' mom is that you you couldn't you didn't have much of a memory for much of anything from your childhood like there's so little there that it was just so strange to us and so yeah and anything the, that was there didn't feel truly real i didn't know if i was just remembering something from a picture or uh-huh it it was yeah it was there was so little there and then and then you're, um, and then we did one exercise early on in the week, and you didn't really come up with any memories at that point. But by a few days in, when you had that major memory and and a few other things started flooding in for you, that was huge. Like that was such a huge thing because for you, it ended up so much made sense to you because of it so much started to fall in place so much started to um make just start to see how everything came together after that 
and why it did come together in the way that it did in, in the rest of your life. It's like we make a decision when we're so small about certain things in our life and then we just keep clinging on to that for the rest of our life in, in certain ways. So it was, it was really incredible. But um, yeah, there's so much that we could go on and on about, but I can, I can say for sure that there were great things for our relationship just on a personal level. Um, just, and also just a real hunger for not holding back in our lives. Like we're in the middle of our lives or maybe we're in the second half now, whatever it is. But I, I think I plan to live to over a hundred and, probably somewhere around the 113 mark, but (laughs) I don't know about you, but if, if this is the second half of our lives, I don't plan on stopping the growth process. I don't plan on, you know, having it be the, the crappy half, (laughs) you know, I want it to be pedal to the metal. best thing I want every year to be the best year of my life because I keep getting it better or learning more or having more connected relationships or doing more and and that you know the only reason this is on this podcast is because if we can be an example for other people to live their best lives or be most fulfilled or have the greatest happiness or repair relationships or you know have better connection with their kids or family like it just then by by all means copy us do whatever i don't care but that's why we're sharing this is so that you know anyone who's listening can have that too and if you're not doing a date with destiny or you're not doing some tony robbins event or whatever then hopefully you can glean some some inspiration from what we share as well so um that's that's where i'm at and maybe we'll share some more personal stories on it so that you actually get not just the outline uh but for today we just want to do a recap of of date with destiny and our our 12 30 amazing year our 1230 year of 2019 so there you have it uh i think that's a perfect place to wrap it up we'll let all of you listening get back to your holiday festivities we want to keep it short today, relatively short. Uh, so yeah, the twelve three challenge was incredible. Thanks for joining us on the ride, those who did. Date with Destiny, much more than incredible. Check it out. And I will be back next week to really look over our last decade, maybe get into some uncomfortable stuff about the highs and lows that we experienced. And then following that, we'll be looking forward to 2020 with all of you and planning the greatest decade of all of our lives together. So that is on tap for the Empowered Athlete Podcast. Uh, From me to you, all the best for the holiday season. Lots of love to your families. Enjoy this time. Soak it up. And Kari, any final words? Just embrace every moment. There's lots of love coming from us to anyone who's listening with us. And we hope you just have the most amazing holiday and most connected holiday. It doesn't matter about whether the food's perfect or the gifts are perfect. Just be with your people and share the love to as many people as you possibly can. So lots of love from us to you and uh, happy holidays, everyone.